0: If you fail at doing what you want to do, you didn't fail. What really happened is you just chiseled out one more thing that's not for you, and you had that uh-huh. much clearer direction at that point. I'm
1: trying to give me a bag, I'm trying to give me a bag, I'm trying to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me a What's up? What's up? You are now listening to FY Fly, the podcast. And I'm your host, Hassan Thomas, along with Remy. And we are here to share tools on how millennials can budget, save, invest, and understand student debt and credit to achieve financial freedom. If you're a high school student, college student, or someone who's interested in gaining more financial insight, this podcast is for you. What's up, what's up, my fly folks out there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing all right. Welcome to the FYI Fly podcast. My name is Hassan Thomas, aka The Kid That Did and The Man That Can, baby. And today, we're going to be chopping it up with 2016 NCAA national champion, five-time Big East champion, former Villanova basketball player, turned speaker, entrepreneur, and director, Mr. Darrell D. Ray Reynolds. Baby, how you doing? How you doing? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. I I ain't never had an intro that good, so thank you.
0: I I feel good going into this, so thank you. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. You know I'm going to pipe you up, man. That's what we do here. That's what we do. But we also do, we like to skip the fluff, baby, and get right into the good stuff, man. So, While I was doing my research on you, man, I saw that you actually blew out your knee and couldn't play basketball anymore. And honestly, bro, I can relate that. I can relate to that 100 Mm percent because I actually tore my meniscus my senior year of playing football, Mm -hmm. couldn't play and was out and everything. So, you know, we definitely relate to each other in, in, in a lot of different aspects, but definitely that one as well. So. Touch on some of the characteristics and the qualities that it took to push through with that adversity and can, you know, continue to strive to your goals.
0: Uh, it was, I got to say oddly enough, I was prepared for it. And I think, what the, I, I, like, listen, listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you what. I, I think that's uh-huh. the thing that trips me out the most about it. Um, so I had, I blew it out after one year playing professionally. So after college, okay, my bad, my bad, no, no, no. All good. All good. All good. Um, it's, it's kind of like I, it's it's not much on it outside of the after the aftermath of it. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: played a year pro, did the G League thing and, during the summer. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going it was still the D League at that point. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go overseas. So I go overseas the year uh, yeah. for Poland. And within that year, I was really getting in touch with my writing, like really starting to work on my writing. I would use my mm-hmm. off days to just go to this, like, little cafe and just write and write and write and write as much as okay. I can. I was watching way more movies. You said at than that Poland Starbucks, huh? Huh? <laughs> you was at that Poland Starbucks? Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. In, there, in there, clickety-clacking away, just typing. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I was really excited for my basketball career. I was really excited for my basketball career because a lot of yeah. things that clicked, just being in isolation, being on my own, being a, having a chance to like really, you know what I mean, review my game and not having as many people as you do in college uh, on you, mm-hmm. but a lot more, um, you had to sustain yourself a lot more, but I do better in that. Yeah. And I was excited for my basketball career, but I was that much more excited for my career afterwards. And I had like, My whole thing was everything I was writing was, all right, when I turn 35, 40, whenever I decide to retire, that's Mm -hmm. when I would just start to, you know, get these things out there. And I got back home and blew my knee out after a month of being home, playing with other pro dudes, kind of like a freak accident. But I just remember being like, yo, a lot of writing is about to get done. And I thought I was going to get back to the game, but Mm -hmm. I was so excited to be like, all right, I don't have to report anywhere on X date I ain't got to practice X-Men hours there. I ain't got to watch film. I can really go all in with this for right now. That was the thing. Um, Fast forward a couple years later, I kind of really came to grips with it. Like, yo, I'm not going back. But Mm -hmm. like, I'm so happy to have an identity outside of the game. I'm not going to lie. It took a minute to get to this point with it. um, But it feels good to know I'm somebody, you know, outside of that bouncing ball.
1: Man, that's hard, bro. That's hard. There's so many things I want to definitely unpack there. Mm -hmm. But one thing that you said was you were writing down, you know, some goals when you was 35. I mean, you know, when you turned 35, 40. So you do a lot of writing down your goals and a lot of goal planning.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I just I had this. Whole, mm-hmm. I was actually talking to my coach in college about it. The whole plan was yeah. to come back throughout the summers and be playing do some internships here, do some learning there. You know what I mean? Get on a set here, get on a set there. Really just mm-hmm. soak up as much knowledge as I can in the summer. Uh, And then during the year, go back and play. And um, I'm a big planner. I think Uh what this injury has taught me is there's such thing as planning to a fault because I got to a point where none of this is going as planned. And I was kind of freaking out about that. Uh, Uh But a big planner always has been. And with basketball, it's a lot easier to be uh, linear with it. You know, basketball, you kind of understand. I get to this level. I do good enough here. I get to this level. I do good enough here. I win that. Uh, What I'm doing now, is a little more sporadic, it's a little all over the place, but Mm -hmm. uh, I've always been big on at least, at least knowing where I'm going, you know what I mean? Being open to how I get there, but at least exactly, let me have a direction.
1: Uh Uh-huh, bro, I'm the same exact way, Mm -hmm. like I will not move until I have a plan thought out because in, in my opinion, bro, I feel like where a lot of people fail and where a lot of people, you know, mess up is by not having a plan. You know you know what they say, if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. Exactly.
0: exactly. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. I
1: feel a lot of people don't take that time to sit there and plan. You know, they just move on to action and then they fail, but that they failed because they wasn't prepared. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If it would have took, you know, even if it takes an hour, two hours, a day, yeah. a week, you know what I'm saying? If you sit there and really lock in with that plan, then you're going to feel more confident when you go to that, you know, that event or whatever you're doing. So I think, you know, having a plan is is super huge, bro. Super huge. Facts. So now let's, I want to touch on, you know, because you said, you know, having an identity outside of basketball. Yeah. So touch on for the former athletes out there, you know, who may be struggling to find themselves a new passion, you know, what are some steps that they can take to really realign and refocus on that passion? you know, in a different passion.
0: Um, for you know, somebody who's been at it since they were six or seven, I would just yeah. figure out what doesn't feel like work outside of ball. Mm, because a if jump. you've been doing something that long to the point where you're either, you know, getting paid for it or, you know, about mm. to get paid for it, you're at that step of last couple of years of high school last couple of years of college. Um, yeah. figure out if you if you got that far with it, you're at a point where like, Getting up and going to practice doesn't feel crazy. Getting up and lifting doesn't feel crazy. All of it kind of feels like mm. second nature. There has to be something else um, that gives you that same type of joy. That's really what it is. You're enjoying what you're doing so much. It doesn't yeah. feel like work to you. And mm. I understand that work isn't um, all leisure. It isn't all fun. There is a work aspect to it. If you made it that far in any sport, you have definitely had some days that have been tough. But there Mm. was something in you that was like, I love this and enjoy this enough to just push through whatever comes with it and figure out what that is. Go after that, find that, and then Mm. just go at it. And it's probably not gonna be exactly what you want it to be. Like for me, I thought it was more so in the realm of like acting and stuff like that. And I was like, no, 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 no. I had to really go at it and then really be in it to understand, no, what I enjoy the most is bringing everything together. And I think the beauty of basketball for me was I saw how coaches did that. And that's the same role a director has to have on a set. You have to be able to make all these pieces work together. And basketball kind of just allowed me to chisel down. All right, Mm -hmm. this is exactly what I want to do. You know what I mean?
1: Bro, and I think, you know, even for and I think that's why, you know, athletes are so good at entrepreneurship once Mm -hmm. they you know cross over a transition because you know you still have a team you still got that team mentality exactly you know you have to put people in the best position to thrive just like a coach yes you gotta have that determination you gotta have that consistency to get to where you want and you're gonna have to do the things like you said the things that you don't want to do yeah so going going back to that you know, bro, where is the balance between, you know, doing, you know, what you... Because sometimes your passion may not, you know, pay those bills. Your yeah. passion may not turn a profit right in the beginning. Yeah. You know, you stay down five, ten years, stay consistent. Yeah. You know, then it should start bringing some profit in. But where is the balance for... Because we got a lot lot of young listeners. So for the young listeners, where is the balance between doing what you need to do, working at nine to five? Like I was talking about earlier. I'm still working, working at nine to five while I'm doing all of this. So... Where's that balance between, you know, doing what you have to do to do what you need to do later? Or do, oh, what, no, what, do what you have to do now so you can do what you want to do later. That's,
0: that's, that's
1: like, what yeah, I mean. That's, that's, that's a better way of putting it. Um, Yo, are you ready to hit your next level? Do you want to increase your drive, destiny and dollars? Well, if so, check out my new book, From College to COVID, 24 Lessons Learned During the Lockdown where I've compiled five of the biggest lessons I learned going from college to COVID to starting my financial literacy empire, FYFLY, plus Fly. Plus, 19 lessons from your favorite entrepreneurs, entertainers, and athletes that have been featured on our show. There's literally something for everyone. So purchase your copy today at fyflycom backslash from college to COVID. Let's go.
0: It's how bad you want it. It's how Mm. bad you want it. And I think that's why direction is so important. You might as well do what you want to do, or you might as well really go after what you want, because if you fail at something that isn't your thing, or you fail at a dream that isn't yours, that hurts that much more. Um, And I think that's when the direction, you know, Mm. comes into play. I, I got a feeling that nowadays with as much as we see on social media or, from people in interviews a different interest we see so much like the scope of our Mm -hmm. world is so much bigger than it's ever been for any generation and it's only going to get bigger and bigger for these kids going forward there has to be Mm -hmm. something else that like i said kind of touches you it kind of just like something in you just is like "Hmm, i wonder what's going on over there in that direction right go in that direction and you Mm -hmm. may veer off the path it may it may take you towards something else but You got to go towards that thing that calls you um, outside of Mm -hmm. your sport or outside of the thing that people set you up on that they want you to be. Because if you fail at doing what you want to do, you didn't fail. What really happened is you just chiseled out one more thing that's not for you. And you have that Uh much clearer direction at that point, um, as opposed to, oh, mom and dad wants me to do this. You do that. You either get to the point where there isn't you feel like there's not much more to do. Uh uh-huh. Or you get to the point where you fail at it, and it's just like,
1: dang, dang. I didn't want to do this. in exactly, the first Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> you got to look back on that and living with that. That uh, I, I feel as though that crushes way more people than you know them shooting for a dream and, and quote unquote
1: not making it. Mhm. I love that, bro. I love that, bro. So you know, this is a financial literacy session. Mm-hmm. We got to chop it up about some some guap, some moolah, man. So, <laughs> give us your perspective on your best money habit. And then give us some on your worst money habit that we should avoid. <laughs> uh
0: <laughs> my my best money habit is um I don't fear it. I don't fear it. Uh-huh. I, I realize for so long, um, I'm gonna just call it what it is, especially as people of color. And I hate saying that, you know what I mean, but yeah. you gotta say it what it is. Uh as people of color, a lot of times there's this kind of about money and, and, and what it's going to change and the problems it's going to cause. And, you know, I, mm-hmm. I was I was talking to a friend of mine one day, you know, he was like, he was talking about all the woes of, of being rich and, you know, we were talking about yeah. some celebrity or something, somebody in the public eye. And I hate that people conflate the two, just because you're rich doesn't mean you're famous. Just because you're famous doesn't mean you're rich. There are plenty okay. of people with mounds and mounds of wealth that you'll never hear their name. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's people that you hear their name all the time and they, they behind on their bills. So... To me, the two don't, they're not, they're not, you know, coexistent. But anyway,
1: mm-hmm. he
0: was talking about it and I was like, bro, I'm broke. And I'm telling you right now, I ain't happy. You know what I mean? Like you keep talking yeah. about more money, more problems. Like, I got plenty of problems now. <laughs> they are not slowing down and it ain't uh-huh. making me any more money. So at uh-huh. the end of the day, I, I realized like at a young age, like don't fear money and don't fear what comes with getting money. Just figure mm-hmm. out uh, what you need for your peace figure out you know how much ever you realistically need to be happy and be peaceful so you're not just chasing yeah. and chasing and chasing but understand that in this material world it is a part of its existence so don't yeah. fear it or shun away from it because like anything else you're going to you're going to attract what you want eventually you know what i mean mm-hmm. like what you want and what you're really about you are going to attract it to you uh, undoubtedly yeah. in this world so make sure that if you want money you have a welcoming relationship with money and i found myself um, Mm -hmm. and some pretty lucky spots because I was prepared
1: for the opportunity Uh of money to, you know, come along. Um, bro. And you know where um, I'm sorry to interrupt you, bro. But you know where I really believe that that fear comes from, bro. What The lack of understanding in some of our communities, our minority communities. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. You fear, you fear what you don't understand. You fear what you don't know. Exactly. So that's really, you know, why I'm doing this, you know, Having these conversations Having these money conversations With entertainers Athletes You know Entrepreneurs And getting all of that perspective So we can just be more exposed to money Yeah You know what I mean And that's where I feel That the biggest You know Impact will be It's just people talking about it more And normalizing it And people being comfortable with it bro But yeah. my bad Interrupting you bro no, you good. I do I do want to hear about your, your, your words buddy Have We got we got to hear about that one I was about
0: to say I was about to say you got to, you got to take the yin with the yang My friend
1: Yes all sir right. Yes sir The good one. Bad, baby, <laughs> for me,
0: it would, and this is something I'm actively working out of. Well, this is something I've recently worked out of. I'm not gonna say actively working out of um, spending before I got it, you know what I mean? Mm, Just spending before I yeah. got it. I, I gotta be completely honest, the whole especially, 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 and I think I got spoiled as a ball player. It's like I said, things are a little bit linear, things are a little more lined up. Yeah. One of the things I really tripped up with over the first couple of years of being an entrepreneur was. You mm-hmm. don't know when that next check is coming exactly. As an entertainer, right. you're not exactly sure. You know what I mean? As as mm-hmm. far as being on your own completely. Obviously, if you work for a network or something, you're gonna cash a check. If you work mm. for somebody and you already got something going, you're gonna cash a check. But well, for people like me, where you pretty much my agent, uh, my former agent, he said, "Uh, you uh, you eat what you kill." You know what I mean? Basically. If you if you have a job like that and and you have a hustle like that, quite frankly. It's Mm -hmm. not the best practice to be like, oh, I can spend this here because I'm counting on X job to come along or Mm X, Y, and Z said they're going to hire me for something. Because then when you get to that date and it doesn't happen, now you're behind on stuff. So uh, recently, it's bigger
1: than than being behind on stuff, bro. You know, man, people like think about the the emotional aspect of how you feel when you were counting on that money, exactly, bro. On roller coasters, yeah. depressed, anxiety, yeah. all those and that different things. Up your work. Hey, phew, come on, bro. Yeah, come on, bro. I didn't learn that. So that's why that planning is so important. Exactly, exactly. Like I said,
0: I, I, I've definitely learned that lesson several times the hard way. Uh, I, I, mm. I recently got out of it. That's why I'm in LA at this point. Yeah, you know I mean, I think, I think when you want something bad enough, or you want to get to a place bad enough and you pray mm. about it you know what i mean if, if you believe in a higher power um i think some of the beauty of that is like a parent it's not going to give you that until you're ready you know what i mean yeah. kind of the dream will kind of keep doing like this every time you try <laughs> to reach forward until you're ready yeah. to have it and i gotta mm. i firmly believe that certain things of my life have lined up around the time that i've learned the lesson the lesson is like a door and it's not until Thanks. you get that key to this like all right now it's finally gonna open
1: Mhm. Yeah. And that that's facts that lesson part and then also, you know what what Kobe Bryant said, putting in your 10,000 hours, putting in your 10,000 hours, working, going hard, going crazy. And one thing that I thought about with that, bro, like say for example, my senior year, I sent out my high school film to like 200 coach coaches. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So imagine if I would have sent out my film to 199 coaches and that 201 would have been the one to respond. That was you, know the one. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? So always bro. follow it through and being consistent, bro, is huge, man. Exactly. Exactly. And,
0: and, and, and when you move like that, there is no failure. You just mm-hmm. when you move like that, it's all right. I've learned that these 200 people ain't going to answer or I need to follow up on these 200 people. But yeah. it's that nothing hurts more, and I got to be honest. I have this career. I have this regret for my basketball career because there are mm-hmm. times where I feel like I had a little more in the tank. Nothing hurts more than that regret of, damn, I wish I would have went a little bit harder. I wish I yeah. would have showed up for one more practice. I wish I would have ran four sprints instead of three. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that's Bro, that, that is fat. that weighs on you way more than. No, I gave my all and it didn't work out. Because when you mm-hmm. did that, there is no loser, you know what I mean? Something else yeah. can open.
1: Yeah, bro, cuz you shot for the moon and exactly. you landed on the stars. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So that base that base complete sense, exactly. bro. And bro, I even want to get, you know, dive deeper into that communication because like even going back to high school, bro, there was, you know, in high school, you know, who the people that, that thought they was cool were the loners, you know yeah. what I'm saying? The people that would talk about the cool loners and all yeah. that. So, but going into real world, you know, real business, even if it's nine to five, you still dealing with people and having to interact with yeah. people. So like, bro, can you touch on like, you know, what, how does being a better communicator increase your value and then therefore increasing those dollars you know touch on touch on those communication skills for us what's up what's up oh y'all haven't heard FY fly just released their new website check out the link in the show notes and help us test out our site please check our free features educational resources and our blog that we update daily we look forward to hearing from y'all now let's dive in
0: like I said I just it's it's like speaking it into existence. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. people are very big on manifesting these days. A lot of people are hip to to that concept now. Um, Yeah. And the whole idea is, oh, people will say you're putting it out there in the universe. And it's like, well, what does that mean? Like you're saying something and your words have power. And now Mm -hmm. this thing that we're all a part of understands, okay, that's the direction you want to go in. The same thing is true of people. You know what I mean? Like, You have to let people know what you're doing. That means telling people you have conversations with. That means Mm -hmm. saying it constantly when you're talking to people. Because not only is it reminding them what you're doing, but you're doubling down in your own mind. Okay, this is what I'm doing. This is where I'm going. After a while, your brain starts to understand, all right, I'm telling people this enough times. This is what I've been working on when I'm on my own
1: for them to help Uh And then it's getting into those rooms like you were talking about, bro. And how you get into those rooms and know which rooms you got to go in or you want to go in. Direction, Exactly. Bro. Just like you would talk about, bro, exactly. direction, having that plan. And then once you have that plan and have that direction, then it's okay. Now let's plan to execute this. We need to be in this room like for – and I relate it back to like, you know, football or if it could be for basketball. You know, when we were coming up to, to benefit us, to get us better, we should be going to the basketball camps, the football camps, and, and training and being around other basketball players or athletes. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So in in business or in directing – you know, you should be going to the director conferences and all those different exactly. things. Networking. Things you I be. Exactly, bro. Because that, those are like-minded individuals, but we wouldn't be able to be in those rooms if we didn't have direction and plan and a plan for where we want to go.
0: Facts. Facts. You have to, you, you have to mm. have some type of, I was watching uh, the Disney movie, uh, Shang-Chi, <laughs> um, the, <Legend> of the <laughs> 10 rings. That, I, I love yeah. these Marvel movies. These Marvel movies, everything. I said Disney, but it's on Disney plus my fault. And Uh, um, uh, it was one girl, it was a character in it. And I love them because like these superhero movies show us how we're superheroes in our real life and show us how relatable they really are through these stories. And that's why uh, so many people gravitate to them. That's why Marvel does a billion plus a movie at this point, because they know, all right, people might feel like, oh, this is my particular superhero. But it's like, how many people relate to this lesson? And it was just yeah. one character, she was just a wanderer. She was a drifter. She was just, oh, I'm going to just go with the flow or whatever. And she mm. was somewhat satisfied, but it wasn't until she learned a lesson from the older lady telling her, if you aim at nothing, you hit nothing. You know what I mean? Jeez. She had told her that, and then she had figured out what part of her purpose was in this world. And I say oh. part of because I'm also a big believer, and I learned this in this movie, Soul. Um mm on oh, Disney Plus as well. I'm like, acting like they got me on, on sponsorship or something. But, uh, but in the <laughs> like movie Soul... we can Soul, tell
1: you a director, man. i just
0: think of, I think of life in the form of cinema. Um, yeah. In the movie Soul, a lot of, another movie that touched a lot of people and, and won a lot of awards, and you ask yourself, why do so many people relate to this story? And it's like, well, think mm-hmm. about how many of us go through this in our lives. And if you just have something to communicate it, you see it. And in the yeah. movie Soul, uh, he was hung up on his life being about one thing, like most athletes are. Oh, it's this, I was built to do this one thing. Well, I was sitting here yeah. doing this one thing. And at the end of it, he found all this stuff out and somebody had joked, like, what a silly concept. Why would you think you were put on this world with seven billion other people and all these different interests mm-hmm. and languages and stuff to do one thing? That makes no sense, you know what I mean? Jeez. Experience the entire thing. So yeah. you gotta have direction. You gotta have direction, but don't, don't pigeonhole yourself
1: either. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah. Go try things, especially not even when you young, man. Like you said, bro, the, the, the help and the resources out there that are available now yeah. in today's world is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like even, even my senior year, when I got the idea for, for the app and the website, you know, the financial literacy app and website, I was telling you about, mm-hmm. bro, I literally, the first thing I did was look up, how to build are you familiar with acorns mm-hmm. yeah, so for anybody who's not familiar with acorns they kind of uh it's an app that uh, rounds your your spending while you save so mm-hmm. if you spend like a dollar seventy five they'll round it up to two dollars but I literally looked up how to make you know a, a a mobile app or how to you know make something like that so tell me why there was a website called how to Make an app like Acorns. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would never be that simple 20 exactly. years ago. Exactly. exactly. And that's what killed Like People talk about opportunity
0: out here. Like If you talk to anybody older, they'll tell you they will kill for the opportunities we have right now. For the ability yeah. to just look that up at a heartbeat or the ability to, I don't know something, let me ask Siri. You know what I mean? Instead of, man. I got to walk down to the library and flip through X amount of books. Like, Read an
1: encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah,
0: man. Like, take advantage of the time we in. Stop complaining about it. It is a beautiful yeah. time. This, because just like in life, nine times mm-hmm. out of 10, where you're at, at some point, that's exactly where you want it to be. You know what I mean? So, so, so be in that
1: moment. Enjoy that. Enjoy that where you at. But also, you know, like you said, had that plan and direction to get where you really want to go. So, bro, you talk one one word that you talked about a lot today was relatability. Mm -hmm. So touch on how important that is in anything you're doing. Like, how does that translate to, you know, you getting more um, customers, you getting more, you know, sales, any of those things?
0: I, I think I mean, at the end of the day, especially nowadays, people are so tired of. um things that they can, they can seem to feel, you know, cookie cutter. Uh, yeah. Like, you figure, how many places can you really go and not see a Chipotle? Yeah, it ain't two places you can see. But at the end of the day, everybody knows I can get my custom things. So there has to uh-huh. be, I think what they have shown is there has to be a threshold. There has to be something that everybody can kind of get along and be like, all right, we all like this. There's mm. that relatability. That's where relatability comes into it. That's that's your your width. That's across the board. But then uh-huh. you have to have some depth to you, and that's when you have these one-on-one conversations with people that you mm. find things that they're interested in. Like I said, this is where perspective is so important. That's where your depth comes in—the ability to build a gotcha. relationship that goes on and on. And then and and that's on. getting that
1: niche market right there. Huh? Exactly,
0: exactly. So I, I think relatability it gives you the width because it allows you to be across the board. Something like Chipotle, but then. Uh-huh. If you take the example of your your particular bowl, or your burrito, that's your yep. depth. That's that individuality, the singularity that people look for. But you've mm-hmm. got to be able to relate to enough people first to even get to that point.
1: Okay. Okay. So for the business owners out there, anybody listening, anybody listening, you know, make sure your your initial product has that width of relatability. Yes. And then once you find, you know, that specific customer who could be your best customer or your best customer type niche down yes. and really, really make sure that everything that you're doing is filling them up to a hundred percent, making yes. sure that they're completely satisfied. And that's whatever customer
0: you're dealing with in front of you. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like don't, you know what I mean? Don't play favorites. You know what I mean? Like seriously, seriously, it's just, I, I really, uh-huh. I truly believe that some of, some of the most charismatic people I've heard of from other people when they talk about them. Like I remember, uh, like my, 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 sorry, sorry no, my high school coach, my college coach, coach Jay Wright. Um, very beloved dude in Philly and in just the college basketball world in general just a lot of people just salute him even people who hate Mm -hmm. him won't even speak bad about him because they know how bad like they know how crazy they gonna look speaking bad about him but one of the best things I ever heard about him was ran into a dude in a train station one day on some randomness he saw Mm -hmm. that I had the Villanova V on me and he said when I was talking to he asked me how I felt about him and then watched how I answered and he said I know you're telling the truth and I'm gonna tell you my truth I met him at a dinner one day. I didn't know what to expect. I thought he was gonna be Eric. I thought he was gonna be this. The best thing he did was when me and him were talking, I was the only thing in the room for him at that moment. He wasn't looking over my shoulder, trying to find his way out of the conversation. He wasn't trying to find a person who he felt as though could help him get the next recruit. Me and him were Mm. talking, I had nothing to offer him, but I felt like I was the only person in the room for him at that moment. And like I said, that's that's where where that depth comes in for people when whatever you're Mm. dealing with in that moment,
1: you're putting all your focus on it. 100%. 100%, man. So we can't have you on the show, man, and not <laughs> chop it up about your book. Oh, man. Nice. So we definitely we definitely got to chop it up <laughs> about that, man. So I want to know, you know, mm-hmm. your book, What If the World Stopped Complaining About Mondays, A Guide to Self-Sufficiency. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit, you know, what is self-sufficiency and what makes it such an important factor in our lives that you decided to write a book about it?
0: Oh, man. uh. Well, I'll start with the second thing first. The reason I decided to write a book on it is because I realized how many times I had to start over. Like I told you, mm. I started playing ball at 15. I get yeah. hurt at 24. That's nine years in the game. Like, we talk about that 10,000 hours. Talk about that 10 hey. years to be overnight success. In my mind, I'm right there. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. <laughs> I'm coming up on year 10. It is on. Yeah. For all the success that I had in it, I was still thinking there was mm. another step. And there was. Um, I get injured. I have to start. Number one, I started coaching that year. So I went back to Nova and I was a coach that year. But I was also starting my media career. So Uh on two different fields, I'm starting over. I've never coached for real. You know what I mean? I've never coached anything outside of a child's clinic. And I've never really been in the media enough to understand the ins and outs of it. I've just done hits as a player. And Mm. I've had so many odd jobs, bro. Over these past couple of years, I worked at a supermarket. You know what I mean? I worked in sales for a tech company. Like, I've had all these odd jobs. And I had to stop and think all right, I've had to start over so many times. There has to be a, a set of rules that are keeping me afloat. There has to be something that okay. I keep doing that makes sure that I'm not getting taken under by this starting over again and again and again thing. And once mm. I really sat down and laid out and like thought about them and really started to write them down, I started in Poland, but it really didn't hit home into these past couple of years. I had realized yeah. that there were a set of rules that I was following that always kind of like allowed me to not only walk into any room or any space and at least mm. survive and stay afloat, but also excel and thrive in it. Um, uh-huh. and most importantly, it was individuality. You know what I mean? Understanding my strengths, my weaknesses, understanding the room that I should just get up and leave out of because mm. there ain't no point in it and understanding the room that all right, it's a little uncomfortable now, but let me keep pushing with this because I like this and I can get this and there's a need yeah. for me here. Um, so I think self-sufficiency is so important nowadays because, like I said, the scope of what we see is so much broader than past generations. It's easy mm-hmm. to get lost in that. You know what I mean? Like how many of us, you look on people's social media over the past year, they was doing this and they was doing that. I'm guilty of it too. I was I'm like, fast. hustle man. You know what I mean? I got this, I got this, I got this, I got yeah. that. <laughs> for real, for real. But uh, at the same time, it's like, if you know what's for you, if you know who you are, you know what you want to do, you have that direction. You know yeah. the things to say no to that much faster. And you know the Mm -hmm. things that are in your, as they say, wheelhouse. You know what I mean?
1: Big facts. Big facts. And even, you know, with people, you know, like you said, doing different things, it's okay to do different things if it's all leading towards, you know, that that one purpose or that one plan, like you said. Exactly. So you can, you know, now if you you out there, you know, like for me personally— I have a financial literacy business. So I have a podcast about financial literacy. Yeah. I'm coming out with an app and a website about financial literacy. Exactly. I just wrote a book about my journey as well, but it's still about financial, financial literacy. literacy. Exactly. So I'm doing a lot of different things, but it's all in the name of my, like you said, my wheelhouse. Financial literacy is my wheelhouse. So I'm, I'm going to stay in this lane. But now I'm going to start expanding, exactly. you know what I'm saying, in that, in that same lane and staying in my lane, exactly. not, exactly. not drifting to everybody else's.
0: Exactly. Everybody got, like, such a stigma against it. Ain't nothing wrong with staying in your lane. You know what I mean? It's out of 10. you stand staying in your lane. Ain't nobody in it. Or at least can't nobody go as fast as you can in it. I was about to say,
1: hey, you're going to get to that destination yeah, fast. exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, like, like you said, like, you have to find, number one, find that thing. And obviously that thing might change over time. It might get more Fact. detailed. It might get broader. But, Find that thing and it make sure you are doing things that that are in that wheelhouse. Like that's why I got out of the sales job. I realized Mm. I I got out of the sales job and moved out here because I realized like there is no point of this where it's making me a better filmmaker. I could I could be great at this and I was good at it. Yeah. I was like, I wanted to be because I'm competitive, I wanted to be great at it. And I stopped like the time I'm spending studying this, there is Mm. somebody out there sacrificing X, Y, and Z, not making nearly as much money. But they're moving that much closer to this goal where after being the top filmmaker, because they're yeah. studying in it because they're all in on it. And like, that's what I need to do. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I made sure that I got out here and I'm in something in my wheelhouse. Like I did some stuff for Twitch for March Madness. Like OK, all right. Is that directing? No, but I'm around people who are around directors and producers and writers and Thanks. things like that. It's all entertainment. So you got to find that. Find that North Star, whatever it is for you, and just make sure you keep going in that direction. You're going to see a lot on the way, but as long mm-hmm. as you're going in that direction, you know you're doing
1: good. Big facts, big facts, man. But I really appreciate you joining the show, man. Let everybody know where to reach you. Any final words, go ahead, give it to them.
0: Uh, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, for so, sure, for sure. Ray, the director across the board. That's Ray with an e, Ray, uh, R-E-Y. Um, I got to be honest. Excuse me. I've been chilling. I've been chilling. Um, yeah. So I don't. I'm not. I haven't been real active on social media right now. I, I've been chilling. I gotta be honest. It ain't. It ain't making money right now. I'm more focused on making the money. But definitely, mm. uh, with this summer coming up, um, definitely tune in. Turn up on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm about to say. i about to say. I, yes, I, I, I got. To, I, got a, I got a lot of buns in the oven right now. Yes, so sir. Stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned for this summer
1: man i love it i love it bro sound like you got some plans yes, sound sir. like you got some direction my yes, god
0: sir. that book i'm sorry what if the world stopped complaining about one day? i'm writing i'm writing so much I when you said the book i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> i forgot i had a book <laughs> i forgot i had a book for a minute Go get yeah. that. i'm sorry it's on amazon
1: mandatory mandatory make sure y'all go get that man. Yeah, man like i said thank you for joining us make sure y'all go follow him stay up to date stay up to tune you know what he's doing and uh definitely drop back in for us with the FY Fly Podcast next week for another great guest, another great conversation. So I'ma need everyone to stay safe, stay invested, and stay fly. See y'all next I like week. That. I like that. <laughs> Appreciate it, G. Thank you all for listening to FY Fly the Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next week for more financial literacy insights with our special guests. Please visit our website, social media platforms, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at FYI Fly Podcast. That's FYI F-L-I Podcast. See y'all next week and stay fly.